Did you know the Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor, what's a mistake they made that changed their approach, and how do they find their next great idea. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. The FT. In the first few days of 2014, three male acquaintances separately took it upon themselves to tell me what a wretched time they were having at work. The first was distraught as he was being nudged towards taking voluntary redundancy. The second was upset by a decision that had been taken over his head, while the third complained that nothing was happening to him at all. Others were being promoted and he was stuck. To each I said what I thought. The first man should grab the money and give thanks for being paid to leave a job that he didn't like anyway. The second should rise above. The third should think about looking elsewhere. Alas, such excellent advice went down badly. None of them seemed remotely mollified. On further discussion, it turned out I'd made a serious and elementary mistake. What ailed all three was not the situation itself. It was what they saw as the bone-crushing humiliation that went with it. None of them was particularly interested in a pragmatic solution. What they all desperately needed was a way of stopping the pain, which meant a way of saving face. Hoping to escape all this humiliation in the real world, I settled down to finish watching the box sets I got for Christmas. There I found Walter Barnett visiting the shrink in the fantastic In Treatment. Walter is CEO of a company that makes baby milk. The milk gets contaminated, babies die, the shares crash, he resigns and then tries to kill himself. Afterwards, it emerges that it was not the guilt about the dead babies. What he really could not cope with was the loss of face. Even in Downton Abbey, there was no break from workplace humiliation. When Mr Mosley, recently demoted from Butler, is handed a pair of white gloves that he must wear in his new role as lowly footman, his expression is a study in anguish. All these real and fictional stories inspire in me an odd mixture of compassion and impatience. I can see the pain is intense, but it leaves me wanting to shout, Get over yourself! I also can't help noticing that the sufferers tend to be men, women being less susceptible to the ravages of humiliation at work. I have no data to back up this claim, only decades spent in offices and an intuitive guess as to why it might be so. Women are rather less hung up on status in the first place and tend not to put all their eggs in the work basket but to scatter them about a bit. If I'm right, this turns on its head the popular idea that women, who are meant to be thin-skinned and take all criticism personally, have the rougher ride in the office. Instead, by being less prone to humiliation... Women may be more flexible and more resilient, as we don't take it as a heinous attack on our egos every time someone fails to invite us to a routine meeting. Not only is humiliation painful, it's also pointless. Unlike guilt or shame, both of which have a clear evolutionary purpose, humiliation has none. It doesn't make people behave better. Instead, it leads them to make catastrophically bad decisions. My acquaintance is likely to continue to do a job he hates because he sees humiliation in leaving. 
Mr. Mosley would almost rather have mended roads than be humiliated by demotion at Downton. And as for Walter, he takes the ultimate dud decision in trying to end his life. As well as being painful and damaging, humiliation is also needless. The sufferer is in turmoil at the thought of his reduced status in the eyes of the world. Yet the world is generally too busy worrying about its own status to bother much about the slights being received by anyone else. So what's to be done? A first and obvious step would be to stamp out nasty work practices that are expressly designed to humiliate. So no more public blaming, no black bags on desks, no shouting or bullying. Yet that alone would not solve the problem, as humiliation doesn't just come from uncivilised management, but from the human condition itself. The answer is to give the emotion the sort of image makeover that has recently been given to failure, which is now deemed to be not only normal, but a prerequisite for success. Every business school should teach case studies in which people get elbowed out of jobs, passed over and shamed. There's a desperate need for humiliation role models. And luckily, I have the perfect candidate. When Nigella Lawson gets tired of teaching the world how to make maple buttercream cupcakes, she could teach puffed-up MBAs how to deal gracefully with even worse humiliations than the largish ones that are certain to come their way. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. The latest episode of The Next Five podcast is all about AI and the business travel sector. I speak to Tim LaBelle, head of product for SAP Concur Spend Solutions. We'll have so much data that our travel will be safer. Shelley Fletcher-Bryant, VP of Advito. AI can certainly contribute to more eco-friendly travel practices. And author and public speaker, Theo Lau. AI can help us predict when it will be a peak travel, more delays, cancelled flights. Listen to the full episode of The Next Five wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy.